You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. My name is Father Timothy Smith. I'm broadcasting from Sacred Heart Catholic Church here in Aberdeen, South Dakota, heart of the Real Presence Radio listening network where we glorify the Lord with our lives. We serve Jesus the King and the Blessed Virgin Mary, our Queen. I'm so grateful for the work of evangelization, not only here in our parishes and the Aberdeen area, but all around the Upper Midwest, and a special blessing to all our members, whether they're in the Diocese of Winona, Rochester, uh, the different dioceses that we serve in the northern part of Minnesota, Crookston, St. Cloud, uh, Diocese of Fargo, Bismarck, here in South Dakota, Rapid City, Sioux Falls, and all areas of the Real Presence Radio family, whether you're joining us online, you can always, uh, during your summer fun, you can always get the download, the Real Presence Radio listening app, and on that app, you can always catch up with segments and listen to Real Presence Radio listen to any of our great programs we have throughout the day, and you can stay connected to your Catholic faith and let that be a part of your daily life. Here at Sacred Heart Catholic Parish, there's a great activity today. There's administrative days, and and so that's sponsored by our regional diocese, and so that means that our parish hall is filled with those who serve and work for the church, those who work in ministration, um, work with important things like sacramental records, and also who those who support works of evangelization and sharing the gospel. And I'm grateful today to have with me one of the staff members right here at Sacred Heart Parish, Dr. Kiara Wong. Uh, Dr. Kiara, welcome for being here on Real Presence Live. Thank you so much, Father Tim. So glad to be here. And, you know, our friendship goes back a couple of years. I remember several years ago, you were uh, en route with another friend of mine to go visit um, the, the family member of a living saint. Uh, I believe it was uh, uh, one of the saints from the Focolare movement. Or, um, but I remember we had a great conversation, um, and you are just on fire with sharing the love of the Lord Jesus with others. And here at Sacred Heart Parish, you get to be on staff and share the faith with people as part of your daily work, not only as your vocation to holiness, but in your own responsibilities here at Sacred Heart. So what kind of work do you do here in pastoral ministry at Sacred Heart, Sacred Heart Parish? Well, I am the director of Homebound and Pastoral Ministries. So I um, coordinate basically um, the extraordinary ministers who will give communion to the homebound and shutsings and those who are in nursing homes. And on the pastoral level, uh, I have uh, given adult uh, classes for uh, formation and for getting um, devotions going and also uh, giving classes to uh, parishioners who don't speak English that well, so they would not be able to uh, join the regular sacramental preparation classes. So that's what I have been doing. And I have also sponsored the International Marian Festival, which is very exciting. We have a lot of over about 300 people attending. So that's what I've been doing since I was hired. Well, it's a beautiful work of evangelization, and particularly today, I wanted to talk to you about the work you do with uh, uh, non-English-speaking members of the parish. Um, In our area, uh, 
in, in most parishes in the upper Midwest in our listening area, there are people who are Catholic, um, but they do not have English as their primary language because we are part of one Catholic church that, as you mentioned, uh, in the International Marian Congress that you, you host every year, that, you know, the Lord has revealed himself to all nations. Um, we see that at work and even in the scriptures themselves on the very cross of Jesus when they, uh, Pilate had the sign affixed to it that said, Jesus of Nazareth, King of the Jews. And we know that that was written in the Gospel of John. We see that reflected in Hebrew, Latin, and Greek. And so here our Lord himself is in a, in a, a setting right away where there's many languages that are spoken. And in our own pastoral work in the church, it requires us to you know, go out into the breach and to share the gospel with all nations. And so there are many people who, uh, as a bridge to Christ, um, that they can benefit from our outreach uh, to people. And not only in your pastoral work, in your life of faith, in your desire to become a saint, but also in your own academic work, uh, you are a doctor, a PhD in linguistics. And so tell our listeners about um, your own educational background and the work you've done in not only just evangelization, but also in linguistics. So I have a, a BA in French and a master's in linguistics and a PhD in linguistics. So um, I would say I um, studied for like probably 23 years since I was three years old. Mm. <laughs> so all my life, you know, before I was 28 or 29 years old, it's just studying, you know. So, but I chose linguistics because... Uh, the more I got into it when I was doing my master's degree, also some classes I took when I was uh, doing my, my uh, bachelor's, I realized that um, if I know the principles in linguistics, then I can learn any languages without fear, and also I can learn it a lot faster. So that is the reason why I thought this is a fantastic field, and I really wanted to learn the principles. And also... Because I know the principles, later on when God put me in different places, um, then I was able to learn the languages faster than I normally would. And so, so that's what I'm passionate about. So my dissertation is about um, syntax, and specifically the, the delimitation. So delimitation describes how an event reaches an end point. Hmm. So I was investigating... Uh, the world, different languages, and I divide them into two major groups. And the one groups of languages, they um, they describe the languages uh, and they have the same principles. And then the other languages, the group of languages have a different principles. So you'll be surprised out of all the languages in the world, they are just two principles, two groups. And that's fascinating to learn. And for our listeners... Perhaps those who have studied abroad, uh, certainly anybody who has made a pilgrimage to Rome, the Eternal City, to celebrate Mass, um, there you're going to have an experience of uh, Italian, an experience of Latin. Of course, we're Latin Rite Catholics, and so there's an expression of uh, the Latin language in our liturgy, but also in the expression of our prayer. Um, one of the largest segments in our own universal Catholic Church are those who speak Spanish. So uh, those are Spanish-speaking Catholics. A big segment of North America and South America are Spanish-speaking Catholics. 
But in my own travels as a priest, travels to France, Europe, experience the celebration of mass in languages uh, like French, German, or, but even Gaelic. If in my time in Ireland, I once attended a celebration of mass uh, in the vernacular of a Gaelic language, which is probably one of those languages that falls in another group. Um, but even in Africa, my travels and, and gathering with missionaries in West Africa, um, in the country of Ghana, primarily an English-speaking nation, but there are different tribal languages and tribal dialects. And even right here in the upper Midwest, North Dakota, South Dakota, Minnesota, whether it's our northern Minnesota uh, native speakers, they're Anishinaabe or a Chippewa a native speakers, or even the Dakota dialects and different indigenous languages that still are here and missionaries even made inroads within the last century in you know, sharing the faith even using those different languages as well. And so it's a beautiful expression and how linguistics is really uh, tied to this, this missionary call from Jesus to make disciples of all nations, regardless of a, what languages they speak. And in the, in the scriptures and the Acts of the Apostles, we see this reflected right away um, where there they are speaking their own languages on that Pentecost. Here we are, Medes and, and Parthians, and, and how are we hearing one another in our own languages, but we're able to understand one another. And so such a beautiful work in linguistics and how it's really connected to the gospel. In your work in pastoral ministry, how do you uh, use your, your, your educational background and learning as a bridge to help those who come from other backgrounds? Even here at Sacred Heart, what languages would you say that you have discovered are represented in the life of the faithful here? Uh, we have um, parishioners who speak uh, Vietnamese, Karen, Spanish, and some African languages. So... Um, that's what we have now, but we have a lot more in the area that, that we can reach out to them. And a lot of them do have a Bible study experiences in, in the camps before they, they transition here. So I'm very excited to, uh, to get to know them better, um, to reach out to them, see their needs, and to provide pastoral care. It's a beautiful expression of faith. My own life as a parochial vicar at the Cathedral of St. Joseph um, experienced parishioners with several different African language uh, expressions, but also we had a Vietnamese uh, a Roman Catholic community as well, um, but, and also a Spanish-speaking community, even though there's a, a parish that has a broad extension of uh, celebrating the sacraments in Spanish. Um, but these are, this is something that's inherently connected to our faith um, and, and sharing that with other people. So how many languages yourself do you have a competency or, or do you feel comfortable uh, sharing when you're doing pastoral work? Well, my uh, mother tongue is Mandarin Chinese, and I learned English when I was um, sixth grade, fifth grade, and then I learned French in college, and I learned um, uh, German in graduate school, and I uh, went to Italy, so I learned Italian there, and I was working in Texas, and I learned Spanish there. And then when I was teaching in a Catholic college, I learned Latin with the seminarians. Well, that's a grace. And uh, so many of our listeners would like to uh, have that uh, opportunity to learn or to grow in faith. We're going to talk more about that uh, right here on the second half. We're here with Dr. Kira Wong. Uh, we're here at Sacred Heart Parish. We're going to talk more about sharing the faith and doing it in many languages. Stay with us. We'll take a short break right here on Real Presence Live. 
Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. This is Father Anthony Craig from the Diocese of Duluth. I really want to thank my parents today for giving me the faith of Jesus Christ and teaching me the ways of prayer, praying over us uh, when we were sick, showing us uh, self-sacrifice. My father actually was a deacon, a permanent deacon in the church, and he would bring us along as kids, because there were six of us kids, and he would bring us along to hospital visits or to work in the food shelf and doing all these various things for people in the community. And I learned ways of serving others through that, through watching my dad. And then my mom, she also was very self-sacrificial of herself. She wore the same pair of tennis shoes for about 10 years to show us that she didn't care about herself as much as the rest of us. And we got new shoes for every school year. We had all of what we needed and most of what we wanted. And the the Lord really provided a, a great example in my parents to show me the way to really Christian servitude and prepared me for the priesthood. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, the Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with today's Plan Giving Minute. Philanthropy is an expression of your generosity with the understanding that your gift to the church will make a difference. There are many ways in which you can make a gift to further God's work. Most of us are familiar with cash gifts we give regularly to Real Presence Radio. However, another way of contributing is through plan giving, which may allow you to give more than you've ever dreamed possible. The goal of plan giving is to help you plan your estate and charitable giving in a way that benefits you, your family, and our mission. There are several ways you can make these plan gifts and enjoy tax and income benefits. For more information, please visit our plan giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. My name is Father Timothy Smith, and we're broadcasting from Sacred Heart Parish in Aberdeen. And we're also recognizing the glory of God made present in His one holy Catholic and apostolic church. And we are a church of many countries, many nations brought together, and also one that is united together in our faith, our profession of faith in Jesus Christ, God the Father, and the Holy Spirit. But also, with that comes a certain diversity in the life of the mystical body of Christ. And one of those most apparent diversities is the diversity of languages that are spoken. Our guest this morning is Dr. Kiera Wong. Uh, she's a professor or a, uh, academic in linguistics, but she currently serves as an evangelist in pastoral ministry at Sacred Heart Parish here in Aberdeen. And so, Dr. Wong, we see the mission of the church right away there from the Pentecost and Acts of the Apostles. We see this expression of many languages, many tongues um, that were proclaimed, and that the work of the Holy Spirit unites us together. And kind of on that note, from the very beginning, the apostles went out. They, they, they evangelized, they shared the faith in foreign lands and, and to many nations. But that's still happening. That's what, what's, what's amazing is that that work is continuing. Here at Sacred Heart, 
What sorts of outreaches have you helped develop in the, reaching those parishioners that speak a different language? Uh, we started to have a Spanish uh, parish registration form, mm. which is on our website. So that will be very convenient for people who want to register but could not actually fill the English registration form. And we also started um, to prepare sacramental classes for the people who want to get confirmed or receive First Communion. But for some reason, they were not able to work one-on-one with other parishes or other parishes don't have that resources. So we started that already. And so... Uh, and then we also reach out to uh, people who want to join the church, but uh, actually absolutely didn't know that we have you know, people in our parish staff that can help them, mm-hmm. that can, can walk with them one-on-one. So we also started the Spanish Mass uh, on the Feast of Our Lady Guadalupe last year. And we also have priests that can hear a Spanish confession. So those are all the things that we started last year believe it or not, during pandemic, yeah. that we, we try to reach out to everybody in our area. Well, you know, one of the pandemic uh, effects is that many of those parishioners, um, some of whom work in agricultural industries, um, they work in settings um, due to their own specific needs, uh, have felt a certain vulnerability uh, to the COVID pandemic. And so there is a real uh, separation from some of those uh, members of the church from ecclesial life. And they are Roman Catholic. They are members of our, of our church. And we want them to be connected to Jesus through the sacraments. Uh, with working with the priest uh, in the sacrament of confession, how have you been able to help them, uh, you know, guide some of those uh, like non-native speakers of, or non-English speakers into sacramental practice, particularly like in reconciliation? What sorts of things have you done to help the priest with that? So we have a bilingual uh, piece of paper that uh, is one side English and the other side is Spanish. So those who whose first language is Spanish can get that piece of paper when they come to church and then review um, and then before they go to confession. And then Father will be able to understand much of their sins through the, that piece of paper. And then uh, we also have um, bilingual um, textbooks in our um, education curriculum mm-hmm. for our, our, um, our uh, children from grade 1 to grade 6. So their textbooks actually are bilingual and it's, science, it's called Science of Grace. So I I have been using that textbook to prepare uh, children to uh, get their um, first communion and uh, confirmation. And, you know, those sacraments are so essential, um, and particularly uh, even keeping those sacramental records as a parish priest. And I know many of my brother parish priests here in the Real Presence Radio, but even our parish staff members, uh, oftentimes that requires um, getting sacramental records from foreign nations. Um, in my own practice and helping people with their sacraments, I've received uh, baptismal certificates all the way from Central Africa, whether it, they come by way of missionary outreaches like the Holy Ghost Fathers, and they do a really good job in keeping these sacramental records, recording those dates of baptisms, as well as uh, as those m- missionaries have evangelized those men and women, members of the church, 
uh, perhaps coming from a refugee camp and, and or being resettled in a different part of the world, are able to bring with them their sacramental records, and then we can help continue their, their life of formation of the faith for confirmation, later on holy marriage, uh, and of course, uh, to guide them along the way, as well as receiving sacramental records from other foreign nations, even here in South America or Mexico, um, where I received those certificates of baptism and, and helping those people um, receive the life of grace and being connected to Jesus. But there's so much more work that can be done. What are some ways that you think, as members of the church, we can support or encourage um, our non-English speaking uh, members because they are members of our, of our church? How can we support or encourage them, even though we may not always have all these resources available? I feel like the uh, the universal language from God is love. Mm. So even though I may not speak Vietnamese or I may not speak Thai, but if I see someone or I, I was introduced to somebody who are interested in Catholicism, I could start a relationship with them, mm. start from a conversation and then communication and invite them to the church or to a church events, maybe a, a picnic or a mass or um, other activities from the church. And I feel like if I love them, the people, they will sense it, they will feel it. And mm -hmm. then the love is not so much for me, it's from God. So I am just an instrument. I'm just you know, transferring God's love to them. And then when they feel that love, they naturally want to come to, to join our, our church because they feel the love that, that's you know, coming out of everybody in the church for them. So I sometimes think of them coming from their point of view you know, how would I feel if I don't know the language and I, I, but I, I, I was a Christian, I wanted to continue to join the church. How would I feel if I go to a church? How would I want to be invited? How would I like to, be, to, to feel like I'm, I belong? Mm -hmm. So from that point of view, and then I thought, how would I, you know, welcome those, those who really are interested in Catholicism and then they, they need the human connection to keep them going and to, to inspire them and to guide them and to, to bring them to the fullness of communion with the church. I think even just a, a welcoming presence, a, a smile, um, a gesture of you know, camaraderie and, and generosity and hospitality, um, sometimes a small things done with great love uh, can bear tremendous fruit. And that's true in each of our parishes. Uh, if we see someone on the periphery where we can reach out to them and welcome them and, and share love with them. You know, for some of our members, this is also really quickens their imagination that perhaps they too could learn that language to foster a relationship with, with that, that person in their parish, those newcomers. So what are some resources you can encourage parents who have children, um, your own uh, life as an educator and, and as a doctor in linguistics? What are some real basic principles to help families who want to start this practice of encouraging a second language in their own home? I would say start from um, um, like uh, a bilingual uh, children's Bible mm -hmm. or uh, bilingual resources that uh, you can find easily. And let the children hear Spanish or hear Mandarin or hear German, hear French. So as children growing up, their brains are like sponges. Mm. So whatever they hear, they are unable to forget. Mm -hmm. So we foster that. And then maybe some simple prayers of Latin Hail Mary, Latin Glory Be, 
And then so they are used to hear different sounds. And the linguists have already done a lot of researches on the, the children's brain. So, so monolingual children's brain are much more less developed than the, the, mono, than the, the multilingual children's brain. So when a, ch a child's brain is more developed, that means they, they will have much more capacity to learn multiple other things, not just languages. So mathematics, for example, music, that's all the same part of the brain where language operates. And it's such a great part of our own human formation then, um, intellectual formation and in challenging ourselves. I love that recommendation of learning those prayers. Perhaps one thing uh, that families could do is learn the rosary in another language, learn the rosary in Spanish, learn the rosary in Latin, and then, and then you could practice together as a family uh, those prayers. And, and take some time. There might be a little bit of, of like struggling or maybe uh, really checking yourself and making sure, but there are a lot of great resources available online, and that's going to kind of inculcate and, and encourage people to pray. I know there's some parishioners here in the Aberdeen area. Many of them were German speakers, uh, so some of our uh, elderly parishioners, when I would do pastoral ministry and visit them, bring them Holy Communion, I remember one gentleman, uh, when it came time to, to pray the Lord's Prayer together, he would say the Our Father in German. And uh, I was not able to join him, but I, I just to recognize that beauty of that expression of his faith uh, that came from his own experience of faith growing up at St. Mary's Parish, which at one time used to have a, you know, gathering a, a German-speaking community. So very, very beautiful uh, in, in expressing our faith. Dr. Dr. Wong, are there any other thoughts or reflections on sharing language in the life of the church? I feel like, uh, like you said in the beginning, that our Catholic Church is one holy Catholic apostolic church. Mm. So Catholic means universal. So, so I, I feel the, the love of Christ radiates in his church will naturally draw draw more and more of his beloved children into this universal church and that naturally bring the, to the communion of the most holy trinity to everybody that, that they will really feel. I feel like language is just a tool. Mm -hmm. The ultimate goal is the communion with the trinity. It's in a, the union with God is the goal and language is a tool that we use to get there and to share the gospel and the good news. Dr. Wong, thank you for being with us this morning on Real Presence Live. Uh, coming up next, we're going to hear about one of the new priests of the diocese in Sioux Falls, how he is going to be a bridge builder and an evangelizer in the life of the church. That's right here on Real Presence Live. Stay tuned. We'll take a short break. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network.